You're now listening to the Bar Stars Podcast, where we explore health, longevity, and performance. I'm your host, Edward Checo, and we'll be diving deeper into topics I've been studying for the last 10 years as a catastatics expert. Our guest today is One Leg Beast. If you're not familiar with One Leg Beast, he is an adaptive amputee athlete. He's competed across multiple fitness genres, such as calisthenics reps, calisthenics freestyle. I did see him do a 360 muscle-up. And he competes at the obstacle course races, being the first amputee to have completed the Savage Race in crutches in one leg. Not once, but three times. What's up, One Leg Beast? How's everything? What's going on? Everything's good. Um, I'm blessed by the best. Always positive attitude. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, so let's start from the beginning. Like, How did you get into exercising or fitness? Um, I've been doing exercise and fitness since high school. I, I've been, um, I played sports, so I've always been an athletic person. And I continued after high school and all that. You know, I started um, lifting weights and doing catastatic, but I wasn't so into it now then, you know, from, from, that, from that aspect, after the accident. So tell us about the accident. So how, what happened, how? Um, May 26, 2016, I was in a motorcycle accident. How old were you? Um, I was 30. When I had two legs and I was 30 when I lost my leg. Poor choices um, made me lose my leg. I can't, I can't blame the motorcycle. Well, give us, give us the short story. So what happened that day? That day was like any other day. I was just riding. Um, I was helping my, my girlfriend at that time close down the, um, the bar. And I told her I was going to meet her home. She made it. I didn't. You got on a motorcycle to drive home? No, because I, well, I was always on a bike. Yeah. You know, that was my transportation, either a bike or in a car, but I was normally on the bike, you know, doing my, my, my activities. So that day, I guess I was tired or something. I, I guess I fell asleep. I never stopped at the stop sign, took out a gate. And then they found me you know, a few hours later. And then they tried to fix my leg, but in three days, they caught gangrene, so they had, they had to amputate it. So the moment you hit, you were unconscious. You don't remember anything from there? No, I don't, I don't remember being on that road. I was in a coma for six days. So what's the last thing you remember for that day? The last thing I remember was leaving the the bar. That's it. And like the only thing I really do remember is like I was six days, but that's like a whole different topic. It's like, you know, it's, it's like not a lot of people is going to believe in, in, in hell and, and, you know, in heaven. Yeah. So, you went into it on the YouTube video. If you guys want to hear more yeah. about it, you guys could check it out. So that's, that's the only thing I really so you remember. remember just leaving the bar, and then next thing you, th- you know, you wake up in the hospital bed? I, I knew when I, wake, when I woke up, you know, because I, at that time, I remember um, my girlfriend, she used to speak to me, and I can hear her, you know. Where While I, you're in a coma? Yeah. I can hear her. I can hear my friend. How does it sound like? Is it like an echo? Nah, it sounds far away. Like, like I was somewhere far, ugly, and, but I can hear my family members, you know what I'm saying? Like, and was, were you trying to wake up? I was trying to find my way home. If, if if I would have never kept walking for those six days, I I would I think I would have been there stuck forever. So I I was glad. Like when I woke up, I was happy. I couldn't sleep for three days because I was scared that if I was to go back to sleep, I'd go back to that place and, and that I fought so hard to get out of. When you woke up, you didn't have a leg. Nah, but I knew that. You knew that before you woke up. Yeah. So I it wasn't like oh man I don't got a leg. I was like oh right, no. I was like. When I woke up, I was happy. I seen my, my, my friend and my cousin. I pulled, I lifted up the leg that I didn't have. I'm like, man, I fucked up. <laughs> I like that? Fu- yeah, I fucked up. I got, lost my leg. I fucked up because I already knew I didn't have a leg. 
You know? So, but I was happy. How did you know that? Because she told me when I was in the coma. Got it. She's like, if you ever wake up or when, when you do wake up, just know that you was in a motorcycle accident and you, and you lost your leg. So, like, I already knew when I was in that, in that place, dark place, I knew I, I wasn't home. I knew I was in a place that I didn't want to be. So, so I, was just, I just kept walking until I found my, my, my way home. So when you wake up, what was your first reaction? Just I was just happy to be back. Like, like I was just happy to see the people that I thought I would never see ever again in my life. I was just, I was grateful. You know what I mean? Whether I had a, a, no leg or a leg or however I was, I was just happy to be back. Uh, at least, you know, because I could have been, it could have been worse. You know, I could have been paralyzed. I have a friend of mine that he's paralyzed. So I can't complain. Like he was in a, he was in a car accident for racing a motorcycle. Poor choices as well. And look at him now. That's why he, that's why he's got to live with every, every day. At least, you know, I accept it, you know. But I can tell you something. This my, when I tell this to people, people look at me like I'm crazy. But I think this is like the best stupid choice I ever did in my life. Because I done more in one leg than I ever did when I had two legs. Wow. In those three years, that I'm going to hit three years now as an amputee. I done more than I ever did while, you know, as a normal person. Like, I wasn't doing nothing. I, I wasn't. I wasn't living life. I was existing. That's the difference. Like now, I might not have everything, but I'm living. Like I, I've met you. I've met a lot of dope athletes through this kind of aesthetic industry since I, I've came in as an adapted athlete competing with able-bodied people, you know? So after the accident, how long it took you before you started working out again? Or did you have to learn how to walk? And Yeah, I had to learn how to walk. Um, Tell us about that. That was very challenging. I, I, the first prosthetic they made me, um, it, they thought I was below the knee and I wasn't, so they made me a prosthetic that wasn't really designed for me, but I wanted to walk so bad that I forced myself. What does below the knee? So with the um, below the knee means that you have the knee, that you, you're able to um, move your yeah, leg. You're able you know? to make the flex. Above the knee is you don't have a knee, so you can't move nothing. So I have the artificial knee, so I have to do the movement of move. You know, like the higher you are, the, the harder it is. The lower you are, the better you are, you know? Yeah. As an amputee. So. Togo, walk us through how you learned how to walk. It was very challenging. I I forced myself to learn with a prosthetic because I really wanted, I told myself I'm going to be walking less than like four or five months. And I made it happen with a prosthetic that wasn't designed. I was riding, I was back on the bike in four months without a prosthetic. I didn't even have, I was still riding bike, still riding bikes here and there. Like know? a bicycle or a motorcycle? No, motorcycle. I got back on the motorcycle. Wow. Less than four months. With bandages and everything, you know, I, I, I wasn't going far, but I, I go around the block, you know, because my, my veins w w was itching to ride. Did it, did you feel like it was affecting your balance? Yeah, of course, it, it affected my balance. But, like, I look at it like it's adapting and overcoming. Like, your body is designed to adapt to anything that you put put it through. Whatever it is, it will adapt. Yeah. That's how, that's how, how, how we design, to adapt. So I looked at, I look at, like, Anything like every time I change my leg, like my, my regular leg to my running leg that I have, it's like it's like learning how to walk all over again. It takes me about thirty minutes or maybe less to adapt to the new leg, and, and it's just like the same thing when I take the running leg, put put this one. This one feels super heavy when I when I do the transfer. I'd be like, damn man, how do I walk with this thing? The other one's super light, you know. It's crazy, but technology has come in a long way, so I'm very grateful for for what I have because I wouldn't not have a, um not a leg if it wasn't because um. My ex doing the paperwork for me to, um, you know, for insurance. I didn't have insurance when I had an the, the motorcycle accident. Did they bill you all those hospital hours? Yeah. 
You remember how much it was? <laughs> yeah, you know how much it cost to cut my leg off? How much? If I'm not mistaken, I think it was $42,000. $42,000. Yeah, for, for you to take they, off my leg, man. And they try to bill you. I, they did bill me. I ain't pay that. It change. <laughs> Wait, do you still owe it or did yeah. they clear it up the no, insurance? Um, I, I, I'm not sure because I got, I got the insurance after. Not while, I, you know? So maybe it got cleared. I'm not even sure. I don't even pay attention. But so that was just cutting the leg off. And you still had like what? You had to pay for like walking treatments and everything? Uh, treatments, um, therapy, um, bandages. No, well, all that came out of pocket at first. At first, the, wow. little, the little money that I had saved up for, for me, for me, you know, to do my, you know, like I, I had money saved. I, I used it all on me to keep me alive. I used to have to buy a cream that was this big that would cost $300 to keep me alive. What did the cream do? For the infection. Because I, I had an infection in my leg, and then I had to get a, um, they had to So if you couldn't afford it, they wouldn't give it to you? No. Wow. Healthcare in this country. Yeah. That, yeah, that's how it is. Like, if you can't afford it, then you don't have to use the nearest bar and the cheap stuff. But that's not what I needed. Yeah. I needed that special $300 cream to keep my leg, for, you know, to keep surviving. Now they're going to keep cutting it more, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's wow. How that's, it is. that's scary as fuck. Yeah. So, you know, I was grateful that I, uh, my friend... At that time, that you know, I blew all my money and bandages and all the other stuff. He, you know, he 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 gave me um, three hundred dollars for me to buy the cream when I I couldn't afford it no more. Cause you know what's three hundred dollars every week? Wow. Yeah, that you know, the cream is. And that's the cream alone. That's not even counting everything else you had to do. Exactly. That's just the cream and bandages. I had to change my bandages at least four or five times a day. You know how much money you ran through to, after the whole injury? Me personally, what I had saved, I say like a little forty five hundred. Yeah, forty five hundred, but I still like you know like mines, like creams and yeah. bandages and stuff like that stuff. The that small I stuff, yeah, yeah, that adds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you in the hospital after the the injury? Um, well, I was in the hospital for about um, fourteen days altogether, and then they they they, they, they told me I can go because I didn't want to go to that therapy stuff, so I just went straight home. Well, you didn't want to do the therapy. I I didn't want to be in another place. I just wanted to go back home. Yeah, you know, I felt like. So that. when you left, you already knew how to walk, or? Nah, I had a, I had a, I had a wheel me in a wheelchair. I had a, I started off in a walker, and then I, I, I upgraded in in a, um the crutches. Yeah. And then from there, I got my leg, you know. But it, it was a journey, you know. It's it's not easy. Like every year, I do the savage race, and I, I actually I'm the only one. That, I do it every year, but I do it in crutches in one leg every year. Those seven miles. What are some of the obstacles you face in the Savage Race? Man, the one that you had to climb up about 15 feet up and throw yourself in the water, that's heights. And that's so you, you climb 15 feet and then you throw yourself? Yeah. Into like a pool? Yeah. That's scary. That's, that's pretty deep. Can you swim? Yeah. Well, nah, I'm learning. Like, I, this is girl sat in the Savage Race. She's been saving my life for the past, uh, I think, three years since I've been doing these, these, these so races. You, you jump in, you drown, and then she comes and gets you? Yeah. Well, I don't drown, but like... Like you know, I'm kind of I get out there and she comes come saves me all the time. But I'm learning how to swim. It's kind of different. It's not the same. Like, but it's you know I I look at it like it's all it comes with um repetition. The more I practice, the better I'm gonna get at it. If I don't put in the work, don't expect me to be good at anything. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course. That's the key to anything. So it's like I I said I don't practice enough. That's why I can't swim at the moment. But it's it's, it's a it's a thing that I'm gonna manage. I'm gonna put work to it. Were you able to swim before your injury? Yep. I, I, yeah, I was a good swimmer. It's just it's just weird without the leg, man. <laughs> like I haven't tried with the like with the prosthetic on it either. But I think that'll probably just weigh me down. So you learn how to walk at home with your family. 
Uh, I want to say with my pretty much myself, you know, I told, oh. you know, like taught myself, you know, falling, getting up, practicing. I didn't have, I didn't really have nobody to guide me. Like there'll be like one or two people that I've met that actually uh, answered back when I when I was looking for for help or anybody that was just like me because. You know, people tell you, oh, I know how you feel, or blah, blah, but they don't never know. You don't know how, how it feels to be an amputee. You will never know until you become one. Did That's you lose it. a lot of friends? Man, I've lost. When I lost my leg, when I lost my leg, I lost. It, it, tell, it shows you who's really there for you. You know what I'm saying? Who's your real friends? That's why it shows you. I thought I had a lot of friends. Nah, those wasn't friends. Those were acquaintances. Those were people that wanted things, was just sucking my energy, just wanted me for whatever I had at that time or whatever I can offer them, whatever. But that's what you learn, you know? You learn who's there, who's really there for you, and who's not. And, and, and I value that because my my friend circles, are, it's, it's not even that big. If I consider you a friend, just know, like, I got your back. Like, you know, if you really know me, I'm one of those, like, like old school lawyer. Like, you know, like, if you look out for me, I got you. So... So, so after you learn how to walk, how much longer after that you were like, what what went through your head when you're like, okay, I'm gonna start working out? Um, the goal was like I told myself because I was still skinny uh, at that time. I when I when I when I lost my leg, I was at two twenty five, and like after I got home, I, I got depressed, and I, I ended up weighing at one fifty, and then I got my leg, and, and I just one day I woke up, I looked at myself in the mirror, I told I told myself I have to get back to what I used to be or, or better. So I, I started doing what I what I knew and was like, you know, pull-ups, uh, dips, catastatic stuff. But I was, wasn't was doing nothing crazy like I'm doing now, you know? I was just doing like, you know, the basic stuff. But I like like I said, like I started seeing like, like your videos, videos of other people that motivating me. And I'm like, it just, I, I just, you know, told myself, you know what, I might as well just do something with this, you know, because I like I, I like the sport, you know. I don't really like lifting weights anymore. I rather lift my own body weight. And there's so many secrets and, and moves that you can unlock in calisthenics. Like this, there's never an end to this thing. Never. It's addicting. Yeah, that's like, there's never an end. There's no ending to 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 the level that you can reach in calisthenics. It's always more. It's always room for improvement. And, and I'm very I'm very blessed to 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 be the first and, and one of the adaptive athletes who come into the sport and, and show people that there's no excuses and no matter what your circumstances, that if you really want it bad enough, you know, you have to go work for it. You got to go show people what, what you got. And I felt like like that's what I did. Like I, put, I made my name and I opened up the doors for other, other ad, adaptive athletes, but like I feel like I, I, want, I want more people like myself to pull up in these events. Like, you know, it's one or two... Sorry, but I want more, like a team, you know, I, or, or at least not, I want them not to feel afraid. I, like, I use this as my therapy. Catastatic, or me coming out to this competition is my therapy. It makes me feel good, um, keeps me, in, you know, in, in stable thinking, you know, positive, you know, and motivated, you know, because I like watching everybody's videos, you know, it, it motivates me to, to, level, to level up at the end of the day, you know. What are some of the challenges you felt through training? Some of the challenges. Yeah, like what what move might have been too hard to do or pull. Or... To be honest, one of the challenges that I I can say is like when I went to the to to your competition in Barcelona and I wasn't able to compete. Like the first time I went, I think it was two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to compete 
and the and the handstand hold because I didn't know how to do a handstand. So I told myself when I get back home, I'm gonna learn. And ever since I practiced practicing, like two years later, I won't say two years, maybe like a year and a half later, I was able to participate in in in, in the Bar Stars um um handstand challenge this year that just passed. I was able to be on the wall with everybody else that I made that goal happen. I said something, told, told myself, and, and I made it happen. I said I was gonna be up on, in the wall with prime time, and, and I was, and with everybody else that with the dope athletes, you know? That was a dope experience for me. Yeah, I was in Casemiro one time, and I trained with you, and I remember you, you kicked up for a, a while. Like, you just, every set after that, you go kicked up into the handstand, kicked up into the handstand. Yeah, and that was like a random day, you know? It wasn't nothing planned, and so you definitely worked for it. Definitely, man. And, and just like working on, on, on now, like on my straddle, I'm trying to learn all these other moves. You know, if I could start like freestyle, like I started off rapping, you know, doing reps and sets, but now I'm into the freestyle. Like the freestyle is pretty dope. I like that scene. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a fan of both, but yeah. Like if I had to pick, you know, I go with the with the, with the freestyle because there's a lot of things you can do, you know, but like reps is, is dope too as well. But I, freestyle is more, more popular. Yeah. You I've know. seen you do the 360 muscle up. How was that? I still got more practice to do it because I feel like it's still like the beginners, but something is better than nothing. You know, it's just I have it's hard to practice because there's no there's not a lot of good bars out there in my area. Like you remember seeing, like I only took you to like I think one. Yeah, they're very tight. Yeah, so it's like, and there's no like cushion under, right? If no, you hit the floor, man. it hurts. So it's like I don't want to. You ever I mean, had a bad spill at the gym? Not not at the bars at the outside, but like at, at the gym, I fell and, and hurt my ankle and wrist a few times trying to do these these handstands. Like I hurt myself a few times trying. You were doing it off the floor, or elevated, I imagine. Um, I was doing like an else into a handstand press with the parallettes. Yeah. And stuff and on some like box, but there was like the cushion one wasn't the strong one, so it's like it wasn't stable. So, but you know, learn some. You know, that's the only way you get better. You have to fail. Without failure, you, you can't succeed in anything. Like not only in sports, but that's in your life in general. I know you told me you wanted to start racing. And when I met you at some point, you couldn't get the, the leg you needed to race. Uh, uh, tell us about that. Like, what, what what made you want to start racing and how was the process of getting that leg? Yeah, I remember, uh, who else I told about my, my, my um, the racing leg I want? It was from, um, it was Red. I remember it was Red and... and um, Keith. Keith, yes. Because I, I used to tell him about my, I want to run. Because that's the only thing, like, if you would ask me Something that I wasn't able to do at that time in my life, it was running. That's the only thing that I couldn't do. I couldn't run. So like one of my goals was to like to find a way to 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 get this this running leg, and and, and I made it happen. I felt like like I manifested it, and, and and I was able to get this because my insurance didn't cover the leg. Like my leg lady did some some magic, you know, hooked it up, whatever. Probably could have got fired, but. Blessed me with the with his thirty thousand dollar running leg. You know, I'm very blessed. Thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, can you believe that? Like for me to run again, like if I didn't have insurance, I would have to pay cash thirty rack. Yeah. If I want to run again. Yeah. If not, then suit yourself. I was blessed, and then ever since um I done um I got she um her husband um sponsored me to do the Endeavor game, so I was able to do the track and field. What is that? Um the the Endeavor games is um it's where you compete, but it's is all the all the athletes are adapted athletes that that go there to compete in the Endeavor Games. They also have the Los Angeles Games. They have that once a year. What makes someone an adaptive athlete? What's that? What makes someone an adaptive athlete? Um, must have a, a disability to be an adapted athlete. 
It has to be physical? Um, I don't think so. You know, I don't have to, because that, that, that athlete, that wasn't always, always physical, you know, sometimes it was like mental. Yeah. But, but everybody, you know, some sort of athlete, you know, you got, you got to adapt to whatever you got, you know, how you ever, however you got to live, you know? Got it. So, but that's what I'm, I got planning for for this year, go back to there. But um, I, I'm trying to work on the on the 2020 Paralympic Games. That I have the opportunity. That's huge. To maybe try out for the USA um the Paralympics team. What Take, sport would you track? The hundred, the hundred, the hundred, the hundred meters. Like you know how I'm always racing here. All these all these people at uh, at the after the gym when I come out here with my I got my yeah. running leg. I'm always racing somebody. Somebody's always got to give me a race because that's the only way. I'm gonna get better. I feel racing people that are able, and I've I've been able-bodied people, and I've lost. I've lost multiple. Prime beat me in a race. You know what I'm saying? When did you guys race? We raced in Cali. He beat me. He smoked me. And where else you beat me at? In Jersey, <laughs> he beat me in a few. He probably gave me a race today, but yeah, he's beating me. I got zero wins with him, but you know, I got a couple of wins in other in other places. You know, you got a track that you go train at. Um, it's a track by my by my crib, probably like maybe 15, 20 minutes away. So I, I've actually started training, running. Like right now, I'm actually running a mile and um without stopping and fourteen sixty. And that it, it it probably sucks for an average person because you're not supposed to be doing that amount. But for me, that's amazing. Like I'm happy. Well, I'm not happy because I know I can do better. But for for starting to run, cause it sucks, man. I, man, it's so hard to try to just run long distance and not stop. The, the the leg weighs so it's just difficult. But I just I try to focus and, and push through it and just try to callous my mind for I don't feel that pain or whatever it is that trying to make me stop or quit. It's all it's all in the mind. It's all in the mindset. If you think of a certain type of way, man, you can achieve so many things. Like the body will follow. Like I didn't know. I kept telling myself, if I, like the other day, if I just run one more mile, or if I do just ten more reps, maybe I could do another ten more reps. Maybe I could run another one more mile, or, or run another two more minutes. You know, until I just can't do it no more. That's the goal. Yeah, if you listen and don't sleep on one like beast, he beat me on burpees hard. <laughs> I forgot what the challenge was, but you had me doing some burpees, and I was, I was, I was toasted. Yeah, and you it. finished, you finished a little good time before me. I had to. You had to wait for me. You know what I've learned to to start doing the things that I don't like. That's what I started doing. Things that I don't like. That's what I'm gonna do. I don't like running. So guess what I'm doing now? Running. Are you doing long distance running and sprinting? Yeah, like like long distance. I'm trying to do because when I do, because I also I don't I don't I also compete in calisthenics, but I also do OCR races. You know, like savages, um, savage runs, Spartan runs. Um, what does OCR stand for? Obstacle course racing. Okay, it's like tough mudder, Spartan racing, yes. all those. So, you know, I run the last race I did was 14 miles. That took a toll on my body. Cause I, I, I You I, used your running leg? Yeah, but I, I effed up in the in the first three minutes because I fell and hurt my knee. So I, if it wasn't What did you fall on? Just running? Oh yeah, it was the terrain. I, you know, it, it's different. Yeah, they do those things in like in the woods and shit. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. You gotta try one one day for you can experience. I did a uh, rugged maniac twice and I had a lot of fun. But they're both very short distance right here in Brooklyn. On five K? But that had yeah. obstacles? Yeah, they had a lot. It's actually the one that has the most obstacles at the time. That's how they advertised it. It was really fun. Did you get dirty? Yeah. Okay. But uh, it's really fun. 
because it was so short. I don't think I would have had fun if it was like uh like, I think like I, the one you're saying. I think that the one that you you would find yourself are the ones that are long, like a seven mile, ten mile, fourteen mile. You find yourself in those in those miles. You see what you made out of. How, lo how long is the one you did again? Uh, the one I did it was fourteen miles, and it took me nine hours to complete. That. I finished in nine times. Nine times. How many how many obstacles are in that one? That one had um about thirty something obstacles. Yep. So and about one every half mile. Something like that. You know, sometimes they'll spread it out a little long. That you'd be like, damn, there's, there's no obstacle. I'm here just walking or running. <laughs> and there's like nothing. And then they, boom, they start hitting you. Bam, bam, bam. One back to back to back. So um. That's something dope. And it's a dope experience because you get to meet so many dope people there. I've met a blind person doing it's not really no excuse. Like you don't have to be in fit. A blind person that did the obstacle course. Yes. I, yes. I met a blind person, blind Pete. Um, I met somebody that did it in a wheelchair. I met uh um another amputee that did it, a guy with no hands, no arm, I mean. A guy I didn't get to meet yet the, the guy that has no legs. He 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 does them and he's in a stump, bro. You have no no lower no lower body, so there's really no excuse. If this guy can do 14 mile with just one, you know, in his hands, I'm pretty sure you can walk it. But people people set them they set excuses. They fail before even trying. I hate I hate when people say I can't or oh, I have to train. The first time I ever did a race, I never trained. I just I woke up on them. You know what? I'm gonna do this, and I bounced and I did it. I told myself I'm gonna start it. And no more, no matter what, I'm gonna finish. That's that's the that's that's the, the the goal. Most people start things in life and never finish, for whatever reason. That's the problem. They, they ain't really committed. They don't. They kind of want it. They don't really want it. You have a really strong mindset for someone who went through something so powerful. What is there ever a point where you felt like down and? I won't lie. I I, I go through depression. Depression is like a. It's like it's, it's an invisible disease. You can't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even know it. I. I. I, have some, I go through depression. You know, just because I, I. You might think I'm always happy or I'm always in a good vibe, but people just hide it better than other people. That's all it is. But I try to. I try to always promote uh, mental health because a lot of people are going through stuff. You know, my. You can see my 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 disability. You can see it's physical because you can see that's a problem. But maybe that other person's disability is inside. You wouldn't even know that he's fighting some demons, and then you know he ends up suicide. You know, so like, I always try to you know promote that health as well. You know, always take care of your, your mental first before anything. If you're not happy, you need to find yourself something that makes you happy. And a person ain't ain't gonna make you happy. You gotta find them whatever makes you happy. And I believe then, that fully. I think investing your happiness in someone else is scary. Yeah, like 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 they can't make you happy. Like if and if you don't. Find yourself, you you wouldn't you ain't gonna be good for nobody. No, if you can't fix yourself, like you have to really find what you like to do. Whatever happiness, it, it don't have to make them happy. If it makes you happy, that's your richness. Doesn't matter if you're getting paid for it or not. If it makes you happy, bro, that's that's you. That's it. You know, like that's I, a payment I, in itself. Yeah, you know, like I feel every time that I go out and and I fly out. To these stuff, and I met, I meet all these dope people, or or I inspire somebody because they see what I'm able to do as an amputee. I feel like I did a, I did my mission, you know. Like this is what I'm here for. Like I, this is my purpose to inspire other and show the show other people what they're capable of doing. If you only push through the pain, 
That's it. You know, on the other side of pain, there's greatness. It's a reward. It's a, it's a place that most people never get to see. You know why? Because they never want to push through that or, or they quit so early. You never become what you needed to become because you just stood right there. We would have just, just right there to go to the finish line. Don't, don't stop here. Stop over there, you know? You, you find yourself. So I've learned a lot through all these races, th these competitions. You know, like there's people that love you. There's people that hate you. There's people that, like, they don't want you walking to your blessings. Like, I, like that's crazy. Like, I don't understand that to this day. Like, I don't know why people want to hate on the next human being. If he's doing something positive. You um, should be so busy, you don't got time to hate. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, so many hours in a day, you're going to spend them on... It's, it's like you live your life worrying about what I'm, what the one-leg beast is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're taking away your time from your workout, from whatever it is that you do, to do some petty stuff towards me or or or, or talk about me or, or or say something to another person to put me down. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, people know who I am and what I bring and what I've done to the game and since I've been here. So So what are some of the competitions you got lined up that you're you're competing in or um I'll be back here in Jersey next week for the boss life competition. February, I think they have the winter reps again, so I'll be back for that. And then any competition I can get, if I can, if I can step outside of the states, that's my, that's my goal. I need to go to the UK because I spoke to some of the the UK guys and I've asked them, hey, do you know any adapted athletes out there by any chance, or, or have you ever seen any adapted athletes? They told me no. So that means I need to go there. In calisthenics, in calisthenics, whether it's freestyle reps, they 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 need to see somebody like me out there for you can have those adaptive athletes over there in the UK start coming out because I know I'm not the only one in the world that has one leg or that likes catasthetics. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people but you know what it is I was once afraid to show face or come outside of the house because I had a this because I had missing a leg I feel embarrassed I'm pretty sure they feel embarrassed or scared whatever the case is but sometimes you just gotta snap out of it because the life ain't gonna stop because you lost a leg the party bus ain't gonna stop it's, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna pass by you and then you you're going to be old and like, damn, I should have done this, should have done that. And, and there you go. You missed everything in your life because you, you didn't do nothing. So the goal is live. Live life, experience, see things that you never thought you would see, and do things that make you happy. You don't have to make nobody happy but yourself. Truly, truly motivating. All right, uh, where can people learn more about you if there's anything you're offering out there? Uh, where can people reach you? Um, they can find me on the gram, one leg beast eighty six. Um, that's or they can find me on YouTube, um, one leg beast as well. You can find me on, on the YouTube as well. You make YouTube videos? I yeah, haven't seen your channel I, yet. I start. I started. Yeah, I started a small channel. I haven't. I'm gonna start posting up more because I feel like I, maybe the stuff that I post can help help the next amputee out there because. I didn't, when I was looking for videos of how to run with the running leg, I didn't see a lot of videos of how to run as an amputee. It was different videos. Like, it wasn't like what I was trying to look for. So maybe I can do small videos of how I learned how to run without a coach or without therapy, just putting it on my leg and, and, and doing it. Even motivational videos, I think. You're a good motivational speaker. You get me hyped just listening to you talk. Appreciate you, man. You always get me hyped when I see you, man. It's like, it's always good vibe, man. I appreciate everything you've done for me. Like, you know, just being there as an inspirational person, as a friend, you know? Thank you. 
And then just you doing your thing, you know? You inspire me, you inspire everybody in the world, you know? Just keep doing your thing. Appreciate it. So, yeah, appreciate you. All right, check them out. YouTube, Instagram, One Leg Beast. Thank you for coming by. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Real quick, if you like the podcast episode, you can help us out by rating us five stars. Just head to wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a nice five-star review. It helps us rank, and it helps us promote the podcast to more people. And it's a great way to share the message. We always appreciate your help and support. Thank you.